Okay, everybody, welcome to Bird Road. I'm Q. And I'm Jewish Dave. And this week we have a very special guest from the podcast Movies in the Buff, the very talented TJ Cross. Welcome, TJ. Hey, thanks guys for having me. No, thank you for, yeah, uh, for coming awesome on. Having you. Tell us a little bit about your, uh, your, your, your podcast and where people can find it. So our podcast basically uh, is about movies. We're called Movies in the Buff. And me and my buddy John Dreher uh, sit naked every day in my bedroom uh, looking at each other discussing a weekly movie we reviewed. And, and you uh, can you can get the you can get the video feed on premium subscription, right? Yeah, that's actually it's like the dark web, you know. That's where that's kind of streaming on. So, um, uh, yeah, you can reach us on iTunes, Movies in the Buff, or Google Play, or you know wherever you get your podcast fix. I so really this month we're doing the episode horror. of her. That was a great episode, by the way. Yeah, her's a great movie. Oh yeah, I mean it's I one of the best movies guys. in the last like twenty years. Yeah, you guys really like got into it to like what makes that movie great, and it was a really good listen. So we have you here for a very specific specific reason beyond just uh, talking about her. Um, next week, uh, actually this week, is the release of another installment in the saga, much anticipated Star Wars: The Last Jedi. A yeah. lot of folks are looking forward to it. I'm sure you're looking forward to it too. Yeah. And in full disclosure. Uh, Q and I were not very big Star Wars fans, and oh, that's God. why we asked our buddy TJ to join us, you know, at the top mm-hmm. of this episode to give us a primer on what has happened up until this point in this very expansive, vast, complex universe that so many people <laughs> have come to know and love. Yes, I mean, with all the, with all the the the, the various um, you know intergalactic creatures and the Federation and everything. So whoa, let's jump right in. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, Federation. That's Star Trek, buddy. Oh, there's not a federation. I'm pretty okay. There, well, we'll there, get into all the, the governing bod- yeah, yeah. bodies yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. all the various legislative duties that they that they, uh, uh, you know, uh, it does get pretty execute. deep. Um, so let's rewind. We're gonna go back to okay. 1977, 40 years ago, episode one of the original trilogy. Uh, the no, very was abs- episode four. Episode oh. one is actually the Phantom Menace. Okay. Episode four is okay. So Phantom Hope. Menace. So that's 2000. That's 1999. All right, perfect. Exactly. Uh, it's The Phantom Menace, starring mm-hmm. um, Jake Lloyd, uh, who would go on to great things, Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, and um, the the bad guy is Dark Maul, and he stirred consciousness. Darth, Darth Darth Maul, because he he's the one with the but he's the one with the double sided dildo. No, it's a lightsaber. Well, I I mean like I there is I, a I remember porn, there being there is, dildos. There is a porn called The Phantom Menace. You know Menace. how physics wise the how did the dildos know when to stop? That's a great question. I always wondered that too because there's nothing telling them. Yeah, but that's a porn you guys are talking about. We're talking about Star Wars. It's oh, a really Phantom good Phantom Menace is, you know, the porn with Brie Olsen. Oh, that was I thought that was Room. Or that was with Tommy Wiseau where she has sex with Tommy Wiseau. Yes, exactly. Really yeah. awkwardly. Yeah. Good yeah, movie. Yeah. Good um, great movie. movie. And now this one doesn't have this movie doesn't have our favorite character Dark Vader in it. Um, he's he doesn't have to make it. Darth Vader, man, Darth 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 D A R T H. Yeah, Darth Darth. Vader. Okay, yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, he does not appear in this movie at all. No, uh, in in no. Well, he does, but he does. He's actually Anakin Skywalker. He's the little kid, Jake Lloyd, you just mentioned earlier. 
He but actually how, grows up to be Darth Vader. I don't get it. How could he possibly do that? This is a movie that was shot 40 years later, and he doesn't look anything like James Earl Jones. But it's, is that like, it's, Was that some of the CGI that they talk about? I think that's what it was. Because in 1999, it was post-Matrix, so they were able to make a little white kid look like um, James Earl Jones. Or reverse that, actually. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, TJ. I, I fucked that up. It's okay. Yeah. So anyway, moving on. So who, who even ended up being the Phantom Menace at the end of that movie? Well, well, I think I think uh, it turns out that the Phantom Menace was inside of all of us in one that's way a or really another. Good point, actually, that's a really mm, good point. Or actually, it was Darth Maul and the Emperor. Palpatine. Pa- Palpatine. <laughs> when, uh, yeah, can we can we move on to the next episode? <laughs> well, no, but it just reminds me about one time when um, a very good lesbian friend of mine asked me to you know be a sperm donor for her. And they had to palpatine my nuts to make sure that. (laughs) Episode two is called Clones Attack. Universally considered the best Star Wars movie ever made. Oh, God, it's Clone Wars. Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Clones Attack Attack of the Clone Wars. No, just Attack of the Clones. Attack Attack of the Clones. Episode number two. Again, mm-hmm. universally considered the best Star Wars installation because uh, we get to see Lawrence Fishburne just fucking shit oh, yeah. up. Oh, Hell yeah. And he's like, it's, and he goes, Luke, if you want, one day you won't need to dodge bullets because you can show me that you uh, know kung fu. No, guys, you're talking about Empire Strikes Back, but that's not even a quote in the movie. Are you sure? You're talking about The Matrix. So, but yeah, Lawrence Fishburne, right? Look, let's set the stage a little bit. That is, wow. Yeah, please. The year continue. was 2002. The tech bubble had just burst. Dave and I were looking forward to seeing the movie adaptation of Shaft. CGI animators were trading sexual favors to eat. The special effects were cheap. They were plentiful. You could put all manner of Klingons into a big arena where they could Klingons fight each other. Klingons Star Trek. Klingons with, Star Trek. Okay, I'm sorry. Alderanians, where they could fight each other, and <laughs> so what? What happened exactly in Clone Attack? It's it's, it's a t- Clone Attack. It's Attack of the Clones, and to be fair, nothing really happened in Attack of the Clones. It's one of the worst Star uh, Star Wars movies probably ever made. So. Jar Jar Binks was this like this black actor. I can't remember his name because I don't think he's done anything since then. He had to walk around literally with like a stick and a face. I, thing I think in the front term is African American actor. Yeah, thank is, you. Is, is it, it African American? <laughs> Fucking gonna. The one thing is like <laughs> I always felt like I always felt like Jar Jar Binks was super like thick in the. He had it was packing a lot of. He was like Arby's. He had he the was meats. Like five. He was like five four and like. Uh, well, wait. Oh, you're disgusting. Can we move on to episode three, yeah, please? Yeah, guys. Let's, episode let's, three. Let's, let's, let's episode three. move on. Definitely one of the best episodes. Absolutely uh, the worst episode ever made. This is the one. Really? What happens in episode this Episode three. <laughs> episode three. I feel like that's the one. Oh, do we get to well, talk wait, about? First of all, are you talking about episode six or episode three? No, episode, episode three is Return of the Jedi, or are you talking about Revenge of the Sith? No, episode three is the one where uh, Anakin goes all fucking Lieutenant Dan and gets his fucking like legs chopped off, right? 
That's Revenge of the Sith. Correct. Okay, and that's that was considered the wow, best right. of the prequels. Of the pre- why? Because it was like kind of dark and fucked up, or or like, because the prequels were over at that point, or because they showed the full penetration. Actually, all of the above. Take a sip of my Mountain Dew so I can keep keep at it here. Um, Is that your natural uh, birth control? You know, Mountain Dew kills sperm, right? Yeah, it's so that I can just like blast away and not worry about repercussions. <laughs> Episode, the next episode, Rogue One, this one, not technically canon, and it is because they had to replace Mark Hamill with Bill Paxton. Oh, um, uh, whoa, 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 Rogue One uh, is not... His Space last Balls. movie before he it died. It's not Spaceballs, that it was Bill Pullman. Sorry, Bill Pullman was yeah. uh, in Rogue One, and it was him and Oscar Isaac, and they. I think they all die in the end, right? Yes, at the That's end of Well, we know, goes, yeah. we know Bill Paxton... <laughs> Let's let's incorrect we, incorrect cast, but yes, the at the end of Rogue One they die. Yes. No, but I mean, think about that it. That was actually a great trailer, by the way, Dave. I love John that. Candy, Joan Rivers, Bill yeah, Paxton. Wrong, all, wrong, wrong, all, wrong. Yeah, but they're all wrong dead. Movie, wrong movie, wrong but movie. But they're all dead. So going on to episode four, which is okay a new for hope. me, um, the new hopes. The th- no, just a new hope. Okay, for me, the star of this one is always Chewie the werewolf. And I, I love Chewy. any movie Chewy that shows is a inter, intergalactic werewolves. Wookiee, not a werewolf. Wookie. Who I'm pretty sure TJ a would win in a fight between Chewie and Barf from Rogue One? Because I feel like Barf has girth. <laughs> Barf also has that tail. It's like a sidekick. Yeah. Chewie always wins. Yeah, but what about if Barf has his less talented younger brother help him out? Oh, wait, that wasn't even John Candy. That's Who has not... <laughs> Jumble, Jumbelushi. <laughs> what? <laughs> John Belushi and Jim Belushi. Wait, was Barf Jim Belushi, John Belushi, or was it John Candy? John Candy. John Candy. Nah, it wasn't John Candy, dude. Come on. <laughs> um, so, here's the rules. Three moons on Alderaan. How often does Chewie morph into a werewolf if that's Chewie happening? Chewie doesn't turn into a werewolf. Chewie is just his own little species. Chewie's not a werewolf. Chewie's not a bear. Chewie's not Barf. Chewie's Chewie's Chewie. Most folks don't realize this, but Chewie was played by a young Benicio del Toro. That's true. It's wow. a, little, that a lot of folks don't know. That's not true. Where, where did you get that? One of his best roles. Where did you, what? Where did you get that information from? He was in the movie. We saw that. They, yeah. they did a re release of it in 2002. Where and they said it was del Toro, huh? Yeah, it was Benicio del Toro. And he was, I think it starts off in Spain. And. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> No, you're wrong. You're you're both wrong, and I just you're really upsetting George Lucas right now. But Luke shot first in this episode. Oh, my oh yeah. God, holy fuck. Anyway, can we move on to Empire Strikes Back? Empire Strikes Back. Never saw this one. Not a very important movie to the overall story arc. I don't think many it's people did. the this best. A, no, no, no. This flop. is the best. No, no, no. This is the best. The number one. The absolute best. The reason you have Star Wars today is because Empire Strikes Back was created. It's the best story. It's the best movie. It is the best score. It is the best cinematography, mm. the best direction, the best writing. It is what Star Wars is considered by everybody in the world. When they think of Star Wars, they think of Empire Strikes Back. And Luke fucks Leia. He like raw like dogs. Straight are. raw dogs. Are. Yeah. Leia is Luke's brother. Uh, Leia, <laughs> Leia is Luke's sister. <laughs> no, I'm with you on the first part. Yeah. Um, I, I can dig it. So this is where we begin to establish a certain cultural moray, a cultural norm in this universe that incest is okay. And it's different. I think this is George Lucas' well, commentary. Thing. 
Yeah, I mean, it's royalty. You have to kind of fuck each other. To you have to fuck your sister. You have to fuck your sister. It's like almost conscribed. They, no, 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 no. See what happened. Actually, let me give you a little trivia. Is I think when George Lucas was writing the story originally, he didn't realize he was going to make them brother and sister. And so during the story, they kind of didn't realize they're brother and sister, but it was written in basically in Empire Strikes Back that they're brother and sister. So they were like, oh, awkward chemistry. We're actually having chemistry because we're brother and sister. And so there was no raw dogs. There was no fucking. There was no mouth fucking, skull fucking. There was none of that. But do you think the thing that had to do with like whether, you know, he knew he was going to do these prequels one day um, really boiled down to whether or not he was going to be able to sell them to Disney, right? I mean, like he had no idea back then that he was going to do that and he probably... You know, I mean, it was the 70s. He had to be... He was doing these movies for cocaine, right? It was, ever, it, it was the 70s. It was the 70s. Wait, have you guys ever really seen a Star Wars movie? Of course, dude. Come yeah, on, man. I mean, the yeah, Federation I'm a big movie guy. And Everyone like, knows on this podcast, I your movie's in the buff, I, I, but on this podcast, I'm the movie guy, and I've yeah. definitely seen these movies. Sulu, get me the bridge, you fuckface. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Next one's Return of the Jedi. Uh, yeah, and this is the one that has the tribbles. Can this, can this end? <laughs> uh, they're not tribbles, they're Ewoks. My question was always whether or not the Ewoks could fuck. So listen, and here's can't, the thing about what is the, no, no, What no, no, are no, no, the no, ethics no. behind I... fucking an Ewok? Can an Ewok really give consent? Listen, listen, guys. Ewoks have also been made into several TV movies. There was a Star Wars holiday special in 1978 that only aired once. Great movie. Because it was that was on the Playboy terrible. channel. There was it a was lot. Was a lot, lot of Ewok right, fucking. It was the worst thing ever produced. It was only aired once. And there is rumors that a lot of those VHSs were burned because it was so terrible. But Ewoks actually then had two additional films that were considered pretty good and won some visual effects awards. There was The Caravan you know, of Courage and Ewok Adventure. And there was Ewoks, The Battle of Endor, both in 84 and in 85. Really good films. Did you guys ever see those? Because if you had, you would know what Ewoks are. You wouldn't think they're fucking Tribbles. I did see Return to Oz, and I think that there was some crossover there. And there was also some crossover with the HBO series Oz. Because, again, there was a lot of sex. Oh, yeah. Between Ewoks, specifically. Again, back to my question. Can an Ewok consent? How how could you know how old they are? How old? how How long do Ewoks live? I don't know. I'm not that kind of nerd. Is it contemporaneous with a human life? That's a great word. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Is it in line with a human life? <laughs> it would be fucked up, I think, if an Ewok only lived like 18 months and you fucked like a six-month-old one. Because what could it possibly know about the world at that point? Not enough to be like getting savagely penetrated. There are going to be cops knocking your door down. They're going to take that home from you so quick. You have no idea, my friend. Episode you don't, seven. You don't, you don't this fuck movie, with Ewoks, man. You don't fuck with Ewoks, man. Episode seven. Successfully canceled by Nazis. This movie is why Trump won. Very controversial. It's a very controversial movie. Yeah, because I mean, Jedis should never be women. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Episode seven, The Force Awakens? Yes. <sighs> it's a great I mean, movie. A big and deal. the lead... I mean, the lead is a female Jedi, which is a, like clearly. I mean, come on, come on. That's one theory. Come on, TJ. I mean, I mean, really? Have you watched? Do we it? really know she's a female? By the way, I mean, if she has the Force, she can't be a woman, right? <laughs> I 
<laughs> Someone call my agent. Why am I on this podcast? <laughs> so, uh, you know, any predictions for the new one that's coming up, episode eight? Oh, uh, I am uh, sure uh, that they're going to bring Spock back to life because that guy is a huge actor and they need him in this series. The series needs him, let's be honest. Um, I predict that Luke went into exile because he fucked his sister and that <laughs> and that Adam Driver's character Darth Girls is Luke oh, and Leia's kid oh my god you got more I mean you guys have clearly never seen any Star Wars movies um, you've seen you've seen like spoof porn or something but you've never actually seen a Star Wars movie well I mean you know how great is the score though Oh, it's the score is fantastic. It's one of the greatest. I mean, scores it's some of written. the best music ever, right? Yes. I mean, I yes. It's just like, yes. uh, you know, it's like. That's what I was doing, right? <laughs> so, what day is this movie come out? May the 4th. <laughs> right? <laughs> good one, dude. Yeah, good, good one. one. <laughs> I like that. Good one by me. December 14th is the midnight release. Okay, well, uh, awesome. you know. We're doing a live podcast, so, you know, you should tune in. Okay, that's Movies in the Buff, live podcast coming up movies at uh, episode buff. 10 of yeah. Star Wars. All right, this has been great. I definitely now know a triple from a, a ten ton. Uh, so for our guests, TJ Cross of the Movies in the Buff podcast on iTunes and anywhere that podcasts are found, and Jewish Dave, live long and prosper, everyone. Live long <laughs> and prosper. Please go fuck yourselves. Ah, Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't Yeah, he dropped off. <laughs> he just finished and just bounced. He just bounced. His ghost. It's like I got shit to. I got shit to do. Uh, all right, so everybody, I'm Q, and I am Jewish Dave. And this is Bird Road. This is Bird Road. That was not bad. Are you going to go see that movie? Have you seen that movie already? Because you see everything before it comes out. I'm going this weekend, actually, with Gina's brother. We're going to go uh, go see it in Dolby, which is my favorite way to see a movie, especially one of those big kinds. Sounds and, made uh, up. Yeah, it should be fun. It should be pretty good. The reviews are actually really good. and I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but I mean, it sounds like it's going to be a really fun movie. So I was going to talk about all the horrible hate crimes and everything going on, but um, <laughs> what about instead... <clears throat> you know, today, when this podcast comes out, for all of our Alabama listeners, all of you out there, all our many Alabama listeners that exist, mm-hmm. um, it's election day. It's a big election day. Dave, name both of the people that are running right now in Alabama. It's fucking Roy Moore versus someone else. 
<laughs> I'm sure that's that's Was I right. Gr- that's that's great. That somebody who's like a, a progressive activist doesn't know the name of the person. <laughs> I mean, you know. How about Roy Moore's wife? Do you know? Do you know who Roy, Roy Moore's wife is? Trudy Kayla? Moore. No, Kayla. It seems like it should be Trudy Moore. It does seem like it should be Trudy. Robin Moore. <laughs> it's Kayla Moore. I'm just naming. Oh. Who right now, after her husband has been um in hiding, is currently holding a campaign rally, a last minute get out the vote campaign rally, in like the most horrifying looking like mid 18th century uh something straight out of like a horror movie uh church that it's Ugh. just looks terrifying it's all like lit up chandelier barn wood it's so weird but not nearly as <laughs> i'll just tell you the quote this is from kayla moore roy moore's wife the uh soon to be um senator because he's probably gonna win he's Definitely going to win because people in Alabama have no standing or have no uh, people in Alabama have no standards. Um, So the wife of your senator, uh, probably by this time tomorrow, fake news will tell you that we don't care for Jews. One of our attorneys is a Jew. (laughs) Uttered without an ounce of irony. Like, how does it make you feel? I mean, it makes me feel about the same as everything has made me feel for the, <laughs> for the past long while here. It sure seems like anyway. Oh, my God. So disgusting. Um, you know, that that's where we are. So on the outline, what do we got? New York this morning. Uh, explosions. Nobody was really hurt. Um, so it was somebody, again, who pledged allegiance to ISIS. But as far as we can tell. Uh, has had no actual real like 10 years ago he would have been pledging allegiance this is again another person who 10 years ago would have been pledging allegiance to al-qaeda um Mm -hmm. 30 years ago would have been i don't know 30 years ago would have been pledging his allegiance to muslim brotherhood it's one of these situations that's going to get painted as as isis trying to come after us when really it's just fucked up people who are looking for any kind of um, ideological perch to to attach to and and to help them not necessarily justify, but at least help them you know feel like they're they're to n- normalize in their own mind at least their uh, their deviant behavior, deviant sure. behavior that and they would our, probably our, be our doing reason... in any in, in in any circumstance in this country that marginalizes people of their race. So. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, they just need a reason to do something, and they find it in these groups. Yeah, immediately, not, lots uh, of lots of right wing people jumping in and talking about how like this person, you know, can't uh, like like before we knew anything about what he had actually, you know, affiliated himself with, what was going on in his mind. Um, we had people that were jumping the gun, assuming that it was a co- some kind of coordinated terrorist attack or a real terrorist attack. Sorry. Just because somebody uses the word ISIS after they do shit like this, I don't consider it a terrorist attack. Sorry. Right. And why isn't it a terrorist attack when it's some other kind of person? Yeah. It's not immediately a terrorist attack. It could take days to consider it a terrorist attack, if ever. If ever. Yeah. Why isn't a terrorist attack? Why Why isn't William Atchison a terrorist? Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't know who William Atchison is? Oh, that's right. I, that's right. I forgot. Because nobody fucking really did any kind of reporting on it. CNN didn't break into live coverage to, to bring you the 21-year-old man 
who shot and killed two students at Aztec High School in New Mexico on Thursday. Um, I was going to say, when I saw this on your list, I was like, I didn't hear about this at all. No, of course not. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, the FBI didn't hear about it either because he had been previously investigated uh, by the FBI and interviewed by the FBI for online comments about uh, planning a mass shooting. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so this white kid came in and shot... um, Two, two, two fellow students, Casey Jordan Marquez and Francisco Fernandez, both 17, uh, inside of um, one in the bathroom and then one in the hallway uh, of, uh, of Aztec High School in, uh, in New Mexico. So, yeah, uh, maybe if, if this podcast is your only source of news, or even if it isn't, this is the first time you're hearing about that. And let me do a real quick command find on my screen right now. T-E-R-R-O-R. No. Word doesn't appear on this article in CNN. Um, so this guy's not a terrorist. Uh, he's just misunderstood, I guess. A good boy mm-hmm. who just didn't didn't know what he was getting himself into. Oh, look, it doesn't it's... make you a terrorist to ask online if I was going to do a school shooting. What's the cheapest? Uh, what do you say? Assault rifle I can get or something like that? Right. Yeah, that doesn't make you a terrorist. And then how about this one? Did you hear? Um, the uh up in ontario so this this uh, all right i'm gonna go out on a limb and i'm gonna guess that part of this kid's grievances uh, look it's again this goes back to the thing where it's like it's okay for the right to do it so as far as i'm concerned it's it's okay for us to do it too i'm tired of this like high-mindedness and like let's not rush to judgment let's not be hypocrites uh i'm gonna assume that this kid partially had racial grievances because based on the list of forums that they said that he was pretty active on uh i don't i I don't think i'm reaching hey if i'm if i turn out to be wrong i'll fucking i'll say i was wrong and that's it or maybe i won't maybe i'll just never say anything because that's i'll take that page from the fox playbook but um (laughs) like uh, lumping that in with the larger sort of racial resentment that we're seeing not just in this country but through the continent have you did you watch this video that I sent uh, that that I that I put on the list of the of the the fucking lunatic in the parking lot of a PharmaSave in Ontario, Canada? No, I, I had only seen the first two articles. I didn't see the third one. Okay. And I'm, I'm kind of browsing it right now, and I'm just like, here, I'm gonna let you hear it. I'm gonna let you hear it, and you can, and I'll cut in the audio later. Here. It goes on like that for a while. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so get the fuck out of here, Frenchie. Terrorist, you're an ISIS. First of all, this was a Colombian family, a family of Colombian people who are Canadian, who have lived in Canada for a long time. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so... The world's just replete with with awesome people, and um, and they're being uh, you know encouraged to come out and show their true colors and show what they are and who they're all about. This guy went on to beat up um, to, to to use a uh, what looked like what looked to be a metal baseball bat to hit uh, the father of the family who stepped in front of um, his son uh, before he swung at his thirteen year old son with the baseball bat. He stepped in front of the he stepped in front of this attacker. Uh, there's a pretty nasty picture of a busted up rib that, that he got for his trouble. Um, so, 
I mean, it's, it's lots of fun shit happening in the world right now. Everything is definitely not coming to a head uh, as, as we speak. Uh, and I wonder what gives this guy the courage to uh, go, you know, attack this supposed terrorist. I don't know. What could it be? Could it, What's could different? It be? What What's different about the world <laughs> in the last year that has these people doing this? I don't know. It's like, yeah, so it's like, I'm going to put my finger on it. Yeah. I'm going to put my dumb chicken grease Diet Coke finger on it. <laughs> hey, let's, let's not talk badly about Diet Coke just because. <laughs> just because you drink, you drink more Diet Cokes than the fucking president? <laughs> Hey, I did. I did in college. Not anymore. I remember. I remember they would be like fucking cans, cans and cans piled up. Me and our guest last week, MC Random, uh, we would buy three twelve packs a week and just go through them easily. Sometimes have to refill in the middle of the week. I feel like Uh, if I cut if I cut you open, you'd have a pearl inside you, like an oyster, (laughs) like a clam. You'd have a pearl in you, a pearl of (laughs) diet. Pearl of cancer. It's worth a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, you can't find those. You really got to work. It takes time to cultivate one of those. <laughs> uh, God, this asshole's giving Diet Coke a bad name. Son of a bitch. Um, so in our A block, you wanted to talk about the Golden Globes. And I think you specifically had a question about whether or not uh, I don't know. Lead us into this because I know that they were just announced. I, again, one of the things that I don't pay attention to. I'm better than this. Um, <laughs> well, you know, everybody's better than the Golden Globes, but it is one of the big, you know, awards uh, ceremonies leading up to the Oscars. And um, yeah, the nominations were announced today. Um, you know, a lot of really good ones, a lot of great movies, some really great surprises, TV shows as well, because that's how the Globes are. Um, but there are some pretty big snubs as well. Um, the big sick being, being the biggest of those snubs, which is just ridiculous that that didn't get any love whatsoever. But, um, the thing that we're going to talk about here is something that, uh, a lot of people are mad about. Uh, and that is that the movie get out was nominated in the best comedy or musical category. Um, the Golden Globes is different from the other award shows in that they have two separate categories, one for best drama and one for best comedy or musical. And sometimes it gets a little, uh, you know, a little unclear of what, you know, qualifies as a drama or as a comedy or musical. Um, the, probably the most ridiculous one ever is when The Martian was nominated as a best comedy or musical. Why? I don't understand. Like, why does that happen? What are they? Right. Well, The Martians are a really hard one to, to explain because, I mean, that is pretty much a straight-up, you know, drama. I mean, you know, that one was a pretty pretty tough one there. The Now, something, though, that is more something like Get Out, which I understand to a degree where the concern comes from, that, I mean, first of all, it's a horror movie, not specifically a comedy or musical, and then also, you know, the social messages of it make it feel a lot more important than your every everyday horror movie. But I think it is pretty clearly one of the funniest movies of the year. I, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Although maybe there are some people out there who think, you know, this is uh, something that a lot of people go through 
you know, who are we to say that that's funny, what, what they're going through in the movie? I, I think that every audience that saw it was laughing, and part of the reason it was such a big hit is because it was something that everybody was going to and having a great time with and, and laughing a lot, and it was really funny. And it definitely is a funny movie. And so I think best comedy or musical is where it belongs, and I don't think that's a bad thing. And that's why this kind of backlash over this I don't quite understand, and I was wondering if maybe you would have any kind of understanding of where this kind of a backlash comes from, just uh, in, a, in a general sense, even though you're not the movie guy here. Yeah, I will say that in in researching this topic, I did find a really interesting little fact. 2010 nominee for best com- best musical or comedy, The Tourist with Johnny Depp and uh, <laughs> yeah, that was and, another Angelina one. Jolie. I forgot about that. I forgot. Definitely about not that. funny. Definitely not yeah. trying to be funny. Not funny in a the room kind of way. Like, right. and I don't remember any musical numbers. There might have been some, but I sure don't remember them. I forgot all about that. That is actually, I think, one of the first times that that whole discrepancy ever came up where people were like, what the hell is up with the Golden Globes? Um, so then, okay, well, then I don't, I, I, I kind of need a little help with your question then because to me, it just seems like there's this weird, um, there's just this weird imbalance in terms of like, where do we put, uh, you know, where do we, where do we sort of shoehorn these movies that we like? Uh, right. In, in we we want to recognize process. a movie. Where do we put it? Right. That's, what it comes down to. I think where the problem comes in is we're in a time right now, you know, a very woke time. And uh, to, I, I think people are just upset over a movie that deals with these issues. Like there were people out there who would want this know. to be bet nominated as like best documentary. Like they're, <laughs> yeah. they're well, like, actually, no, no, no. This is literally a thing that happened. It's, it's and- funny you say that because Jordan Peele himself. Now I, I think he was probably half joking when he said this, but when this whole controversy came out, he said it should be up for best documentary. Shut the fuck up. He didn't yeah, say he what actually, I just said. He actually said that. I love that he um, said that. I, I, For I'm sure he was sure. fucking with somebody. Yeah, he's a funny dude. I'm I'm pretty sure he was joking when he said that. But yeah, that that is exactly though. This what, should be what it best foreign to. film and best animated feature. <laughs> I, I think people are just taking it too seriously because of the times we're living in right now and because there's a, a racial issues in this country are a big deal right now. So people think that should give it more weight. And so the big category is, of course, drama. You know, people look at comedy musical and think of it as a lesser nomination. Well, when I said that I when I said that I had sort of thoughts on this movie, I think they're a little parallel to what you're talking about, but not exactly on the same track. What I started thinking of is like um, sort of racial disparity acknowledgement 1.0 in in cinema, which was. Spike Lee movies, which if you know, if you watch Spike Lee movies today, uh, specifically his more formative work, his his earlier, his more seminal work, like Do the Right Thing, it's still they're still great movies, but the conversations, I don't know if tame is the right word, but like rudimentary, it's like you're like yeah, no shit, Italians don't like black people, you know, or you know, <laughs> right. uh, no shit that th- that these dynamics are happening and or were happening because now I'm sure it's just a bunch of white hipsters living in that neighborhood. But it's back almost in, quaint looking yeah, back at it. Yeah, it's quaint looking back. Exactly. That's exactly how I would describe it. So now there are people who are elevating that um, addressing racial disparity to, you know, version 2.0, 3.0. And that's Jordan Peele. That's this. That's 
much more powerful. And I think that there's a class of people, a class of moviegoers, who watch it, appreciate it, like it, and then leave the movie theater and are like, wow, that was a really good movie. And um, and then there's a class of people who see it and it strikes a real chord with them. Uh, generally people who tend to be of, of, of a, a different skin color, a specific skin color, who are able to say, damn, this is more than just a movie. This is a fucking thing that we need to be talking about. And I wish more people were talking about about this and it's a bridge into a conversation through entertainment that we um we don't have enough in this country and uh and meanwhile there's all these other people who probably are sitting on the you know nominating committee of the golden globe that are like oh it's a very good movie and that's all right <laughs> and that's exactly right. all that it is to me i don't care about the rest of it and uh, you know i'll, I'll uh, you know in the time that it takes for us to get in the car out of the movie theater and drive home is exactly how much time i'm interested in talking about it and then there are people, again, on the other side who want to start entire microsites of content about it. And, yeah. and, and there are filmmakers out there who are probably going to make other great movies that address this, uh, this conversation. And then there's a, some young filmmaker out there who's going to have the racial disparity conversation 4.0 movie that's going to push the boundaries even further and use, sure. um, use farce and use, uh, and, and use horror in even more you know, interesting ways than, than he has. And, um, I mean, I don't know, man, one, this is one, we've thing talked that before I... about, we've talked before about the pendulum, about the way that the pendulum yeah. swings and the way that it's like, you know, whatever there, there there's no equal pro there's no simple progress in this country. It's always, uh, you know, going in one direction and then swinging back the other. And what we're seeing right now is one thing, one one apex of, of of one swing of the pendulum and um you know people having enough voicing enough opinions about uh about issues like this will probably swing it back the other way and then mm -hmm. it'll come back and you know it's it's well that that's a great setup for what i was actually about to say is something i thought of earlier today while thinking about this topic and you know me being a you know white man i, I probably you know, don't have that much to, uh, you know, contribute on it exactly. But I'm, I'm wondering like if I was to ask some of my black friends about this, this issue here of, of it being nominated as a, uh, comedy or musical, do they care at all? Or is this more of like a, like a well-meaning overreaching liberal white person type of a issue? Is that who's mad about it? Um, I'm, I'm specifically if that. they, if they have ever, if they have ever posted articles on medium.com, then they do, <laughs> but virtually every other black person, I don't know. I don't want to speak for black people. Like, I don't right. Know. Exactly. I, I don't want to speak for them, but I, I on do a daily basis, that. I interact with maybe like, well, I, I think a good number, like, like 10 to 12 black people just in the course of work and the course of my personal life and my friends on Facebook and shit I interact like that. with 10 to 12 people a month. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's and that's counting and that's me as three the people. Dogs. <laughs> that's <counting. laughs> um, look, I don't know, man. I don't know that. I feel like for I grew up in a really. I've told you this before. I grew up in a really, really poor part of um, of New York. 
in, in specifically when we moved there, like when I was like seven years old, that age when you start to remember things, unless you're you and you don't remember anything before you're 16. Which I don't. Um, so I moved to a really poor majority black uh, Afro-Latin um, neighborhood in upstate New York. Um, the, my school was pretty integrated but the the area that we lived in like near the downtown area was was mostly either black or puerto rican and um and when i think about the circumstances of the people that were that were my neighbors um and uh because i mean like I, we were poor but we weren't like we weren't dire like we always had food we, we were always in i always had clothes i always, always had shoes that fit you know it wasn't it wasn't we weren't impoverished we were just poor and um but we lived right next to people who were impoverished and it's just that's my experience so from my experience growing up in a very poor part of an area just like maybe an hour and a half outside of new york city um i can't imagine those people that i grew up with being that concerned about even really having conversations about the classification of this movie and its consideration in the larger you know hollywood critic sphere like I, I just don't picture it impacting their life in any way. Um, right, right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Well, like I said, I don't want to speak for anybody, but I mean, you know, I, I do think that it is a horror comedy. I, I don't think it's possible to dispute that. And I think it's a great horror comedy and definitely one of the better movies this year. Um, you know, I just think that the uh, controversy is maybe, you know, a little overdone, <laughs> you know, without overstepping my uh, reach too much there. <laughs> you know, because like I always do, I, I, I scan through Twitter trying to find things for our love and hate segment like 10 minutes mm-hmm. before we're, we're scheduled to do it. And um, there's a Onion post. It's time traveling Hillary Clinton warns. <laughs> Warn self to do everything in the exact same way. (laughs) I saw that earlier. I laughed so hard. (laughs) So so for our B block, maybe we should, um, maybe we should, we should uh, say what our big news is that we've been pushing on social media. Um, I think I want to let you, say what it is because you're the one who's to thank for it you're the one who made it happen um just so everyone knows again we're two relative nobodies a reporter a fucking uh a music person a person of music uh pom uh who are just doing some random little podcast with you know a few listeners here and there and only eight episodes into it what what have you done dave what have what have you done so as always, I like to come in and be a Debbie Downer and temper expectations. <laughs> but, but, the but, biggest thing that's ever <laughs> happened. But uh, no, I we're planning our first live show while Q is in Vegas uh, in January. And yeah, right now uh, we are tentatively planning it at Rebar downtown, uh, which is one of the coolest bars here in Las Vegas. And um uh, we've gotten the go ahead on that. And so we just need to, uh, finish getting all the details together and get everything together to make sure it's going to go off great. And, uh, I think it's going to be freaking awesome and it's going to be really fun to just, you know, be up on a stage with Q doing a thing, (laughs) you know, it's going to be really fun. And it's so Um, funny because it happened. It was almost like you 
were teasing it a little because you posted a few things, I think, on social media uh, this week of a comedy sketch that you and I were doing at UNLV in 2003. Yeah. We're very young, young <laughs> usses up on the stage at the UNLV talent show, the UNLV talent fest or whatever it was called. And uh, yeah, we God, we looked really good. And um, <laughs> we don't anymore. No, not at all. <laughs> Are you gonna cut your hair before this? You got to get up on stage in front of a bunch of people. Can you please get your twenty-three-year-old haircut? I doubt it. <laughs> I'm sure my hair will still be long, and I'll have my beard. Why? Why? I don't know. I'll cut this part out. <laughs> Me questioning your—that's like body shaming. I shouldn't be body shaming. <laughs> this is the new cue. Can you do a sit-up before that? Between now and then. <laughs> that I will try to do can really you, hard. Can you eat a vegetable <laughs> between now and then? I eat vegetables. They just make me fat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, super psyched about this. This is the big news. We, guys, by then we're going to be maybe 11 episodes into a fledgling podcast that is independent, um, that has no corporate backing. I know some of you think that we got that Soros money. Some of you think that we got that we're actually a CIA psyop, and that this each each episode <laughs> has flag, a two false flag. false flag, two million dollar budget. No, we just do this shit with some fucking guitar center microphones and a a, a shitty MacBook. And um, well, to be fair, I have a really good mic here because I am a musician. Yeah, the mic that has to be like quarantined in the corner of your studio. <laughs> All mics have to be in the corner of the studio. Should be Wait, in a soundproof booth. Do you think that's a mistake I'm making? Having mine right here, like where like my daughter eats her snacks, where I hear every fucking clack of your keyboard. <laughs> it's like, here, start talking to me. Just like, just start talking to me about um, like your opinion on the Disaster Artist. Go. So the Disaster Artist was like a really good movie. I was I was really excited to see. I wonder what you're typing. Cassad snib. I am a keyboard. I am a keyboard. Please stop yelling at me now. Um I don't know, man. One of the weirdest things that I do in my week is sit on this podcast with you and let you talk for a few minutes while I scan through my my fucked up twitter feed of weirdos <laughs> that i follow and like what happens is okay it's a good segue because um it, it, it speaks to what we are hoping to do with this podcast it's not just like a, it's not it's not a you know it's not seinfeld okay we want this podcast <laughs> to be about something we don't think it's cool to just be about nothing Mm-hmm. Um, we want this show that we do in January, January 12th, most likely January 12th. We'll let you know a little more. So we're going to make this be about uh, the the topic that is the zeitgeist uh, of, at the at the I don't know at the front of our everybody's mind, um, and that is politics. Yes, it's going to be about politics, guys. It's going to be. Uh, something that we can organize around. It's going to be something specifically focused on Las Vegas. It's going to be something that's talking about larger national issues framed against um, the uh, against the current climate and um, nationally. So that 
plus maybe like some F. Mary Kill uh, <laughs> with, you know, Golden Globe winners. Will we know the winners by then, Dave? Is it, is it, when, when is the Golden Globes? No, nah, it's late January. But... Okay, still. F. Mary Kill with the um, uh, NFL Pro Bowl teams. And, um, yeah, we're going to we're gonna make it be about something. So you're going to hear some more news from us in the next few weeks about this awesome live show that we're going to be putting on um, in terms of guests that we're booking, in terms of people oh, that are going to be Oh, wait a minute. It's January 7th is the Golden Globes. Uh-oh, we could talk about them. Oh, okay, yeah. So um, F. Mary Kill. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Mary Kill. Harvey Weinstein. Louis C.K. Oh, no. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Oh, I don't want to do this. You marry you marry Louis because he seems like he's a very yeah. giving. He seems like he's a generous lover. He'd probably cook for me every day. That'd yeah. be good. He seems. Oh yeah, you've seen him cook. He can cook. Yeah. But he makes you gotta kill. Omelets. You gotta kill Kevin Spacey with that fucking face of his. That <laughs> shitty face. <laughs> God, that means I have to fuck Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to like what's in that box. I don't think that's what he said in that movie. He didn't say that. Did he say that? What's in the box? You're not going to like what's inside of that box. <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> what's in the box? You're not going to like what's inside that box. <laughs> Our live show is going to be two hours of me just doing that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> as long as you keep not adding anything to our outline, we're just mm-hmm. always going to have this problem where I don't know what to put for love-hate because you don't get me started with anything, and I can't, <laughs> I can't riff, you know? I can't get, like... My brain and well, the I already right know. Place. I already know my love. You want me to type it in right now? Can you type it in right now and type it loud? Here, just tell me what it is. I'm already. I already got the document open. It's the disaster artist. It's the <laughs> disaster disaster art ist. Got it. Okay. What did you love about the disaster artist? He's... All right. Well, I'll start. We've already talked. Story. We've already gone through. We've already gone through all of our, um, like our, our 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 Tommy Wiseau, the room story, and all that shit. The lore behind it. I, what I didn't know is that this was this is shaping up to be like actually an authentically incredible movie. I thought it would just be like a good Seth Rogen James Franco movie. I didn't know that it was going to be a good empirically like awesome movie. I thought it was just going to be like Pineapple Express type situation. Right. Right. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely. It, it feels very much like 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 a good, like prestigious indie film. You know what I mean? And uh, it, it was really good. Um, you know, the the biggest problem for me with it was because I had just recently read the book, which I don't read a lot of books, <laughs> so it's weird for me to see a book get adapted into a movie when I had just read it. Um, that's never really happened for me before, <laughs> but, uh, so like I, I knew everything that was going to happen and then I'm like, Oh, but what about that part that they had to cut out for time? You know? Um, but I mean, you know, trying to look at it without all that, I mean, it's, it's a really great movie, really great performances. I was a little worried that, uh, 
especially Dave Franco, as Greg Sestero would be a little, uh, you know, he's not exactly, you know, the best actor or anything, but he does a great job with the role. All the supporting cast was great. And it's just a really sweet story, um, you know, about just basically being a weirdo and trying to be a creative person and trying to make something, you know. And, uh, yeah, I, I loved it. It was really great. I, I you know, I'm, I'm not going to, I wouldn't call it, like, my favorite movie of the year or anything, but it's definitely, like, a like a top ten. It, it's going to be on my list for sure, you know. Yeah, for me, um, I would say what I loved was the is the is this the breakneck speed with which we've done a 180 on um Keaton Jones you know Keaton Jones this little middle schooler the viral star of a anti-bullying video have you seen this is this the one that all the celebrities were like sharing and tweeting it all today the celebrities are tweeting it <laughs> Mark Ruffalo at Mark Ruffalo Keaton will you Mark Ruffalo is tweeting drunk uh Keaton will you've my guest at the premiere of infinity war 2 i think you are about one of the coolest kids i have ever seen can't wait to meet you in person pal forget those ignorant kids very key key phrasing there forget those ignorant kids one day very soon they're going to feel pretty stupid for this it took all of 12 hours for it to for pictures with this kid and his family holding up like confederate flags to come out it took no time <laughs> oh god oh my god Wait. so the mom's the, okay so you can't blame a kid this young for really anything i mean it's it's not really their fault right um the kid's fault <laughs> Uh, so Jones, uh, Jones, the mother is also under fire for some alleged posts on a personal Facebook page that has since been set to private. The mom of three is pictured posing with a Confederate flag in one snap and another picture shows her son holding an American flag while another child holds a Confederate flag. I've taken that down for a reason. Jones told Fox news of her, uh, about her Facebook page without revealing what the reason is. <laughs> Could it be that? She wants her son to go to fucking Infinity Wars with with the Hulk? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it could be. Um so <laughs> I mean they they call it on um I don't know, have you ever heard this phrase milkshake duck on on the internet on the on the tweet? You the know, Twitch. I just saw that I think in reference to this, but I, yeah. I didn't like actually look up what it meant. It's a great joke where and it's happened so much in the last like three, four years where it's like a cute cartoon of a duck drinking like a milkshake and, and it goes viral and everybody's like, how cute. And then it becomes a meme and it's like, oh, look at the milkshake duck, the duck. The and then it's like followed shortly by a statement of we disavow everything that the milkshake duck is about. We did not know that he had been in the Nazi party. We did not know that the milkshake duck was uh, was a convicted pederast. And um, so it, when somebody gets milkshake ducked, it's like this. And it's hard to say because this is just a little kid. He doesn't know like anything about the. I mean, he does maybe, but he's not in a position to make judgments about what stupid flags his friends and his family are holding or anything like that. He doesn't know. Sure. But still, dude, I just, <laughs> I'm just really waiting because now that there's blood in the water, there's going to be a lot of people looking into exactly why this kid was getting bullied. And I, 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 I want actually I don't give a fuck why he was getting bullied. I, I just I, I imagine that he was probably getting bullied because of the way he looks or something like that or something shallow and dumb, which is what most kids 
bully over dumb, shallow, you know, small things like that. Uh, but there's an outside shot that he was using some pretty, some pretty racial language. <laughs> I mean, I I don't want to I don't want to speculate, but I'm gonna I'm gonna, and I think that this kid used some bad words. Um, well, if, if he did, does he still get to go to the uh, Avengers premiere? I don't know. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do if you're? Mar- hey, that's if you're- not very good. Hey, why well, you shouldn't be saying those words, Keaton? I'm the incredible <laughs> Keaton. This is me, Mark Ruffalo. Our Mark he- Ruffalo is indistinguishable from Ray Romano and Kermit the Frog, <laughs> which Kermit. is true. Like, I mean, they yeah. are all indistinguishable from each other. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> My character in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind was willing to put up with liars, but <laughs> but in reality, he shouldn't have been willing to do that. Now, Keaton, are, are you lying to me? Are you lying? Are you a racist, Keaton? What the fuck? I'm not going to sit and watch Thanos buttfuck the planet. For three and a half hours next to a fucking racist. A fucking racist. A fucking racist. A fucking racist. <laughs> no, yours sounds like you're eating the words. Like you're like, Just that. so we're clear, that was uh, my love. I love yeah. that. I, I, I love. Know, I do too. That's the great. breakneck <laughs> speed that it took for this Appalachian family to have all their shit aired out. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> that's the good side of where we are today as a country. <laughs> all I'm going to say is this: generally, generally, when it's not about when it's not moron redditors who are trying to identify a terrorist in a crowd in Boston, the internet tends to be right about these things. And mm-hmm. um, right now, like just doing a few basic searches on Twitter, it's looking like this kid probably said some pretty bad things. And that's yeah. why he was getting bullied. I'm not <laughs> saying that that's the reason why. And again, no kid deserves to be bullied. But of the pantheon of kids who don't deserve to be bullied, some do deserve it more <laughs> than others. I think that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Keaton, yeah. uh, this is Jewish Dave and Q from Bird Road Podcast. We're kind of celebrities. If <laughs> if you'd like, we would like to invite you down to Miami. Um, where we will take you to the uh, AMC Liberty City and um, have, br- bring you to the very front row of a movie theater and uh, have you watch the uh, Golden Globe special re-release of Get Get Out. Um, <laughs> Learn a thing or two. <laughs> and, and, and leave you in the front row with a handgun in your lap, not loaded. Did you ever watch the TV show? People think this is like a fucked up reference I'm pulling out. It's like, it's not. It's actually, I didn't just make that up. There's an incredible scene from the TV show, otherwise unremarkable TV show, uh, Ray Donovan, where his teenage I son. I wanted to watch that show. It's a good show. It. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. His teenage son, like, raised rich and Ray, uh, Ray Romano. 
I'm calling him Ray Romano. That's it. Ray Donovan's character is now Ray Romano in the world of Bird Road podcast. Hi, it's me. Hey, have you seen any of my roles that Mark Ruffalo took? I was supposed to be the Hulk. They said that I couldn't play a guy with AIDS in the 80s. But I could have. I, I, I totally could have done that. That could have been my Golden Globe. You know the best part of that, that impression is the silences. <laughs> Picturing Ray Romano just kind of like leaning back with resignation and shaking his head. <laughs> And then leaning back into the microphone to like make his point one more time. Could have been my my Golden Globe. Oh, jeez. Um. Okay. So, fucking hitting rewind on these twenty digressions. Um. Ray Don Ray Romano. Fuck it. Ray Romano's character, played by Leif Schreiber. By Leif Schreiber. Um. Had a. Taking his like spoiled asshole um, teenage son out to the middle of like a, like a hood neighborhood, and just pushed him physically, shoved him out of their Mercedes into the middle of the street, and tossed him a gun and drove away as like punishment. <laughs> and the kid shit his pants. The kid was like, "What the fuck?" And um, yeah, I think that that might be again not saying that little Keaton Jones is you know, equivalent to that kid, but a kid like that, it would be fun to take him to Overtown or Liberty city, uh, to a predominantly black theater and, um, you know, escort him in and then leave him there. If he said the things that they're saying that he said, uh, which again, I'm not talking about any specific kid. I'm just talking about any kid that would say something like that. Um, and bullying's wrong. Bullying is 100% wrong all the time. Just it's less wrong sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes it's less wrong. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm setting all these fucking mines in the, in the I'm, I'm like planting a bunch of mines that are going to come back and blow our foot off one day. <laughs> it's going to be 2020. I always knew it would go that way. <laughs> Hey guys, I got bad news. Not only did that acquisition deal with Earwolf Media fall through, you also lost your day jobs. <laughs> Jewish Dave, everyone hates you now. Jewish Dave, everyone hates you. Fine with me. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Three years from now, I don't even like people anyway. I never even did. I just pretended I did. My hate is kind of trivial in the grand scheme of things, but my hate is that they took It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia off of Netflix. No, that's not trivial. What are you talking about? That's the most important thing we've talked about today. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to rewatch the series because, you know, I didn't really start watching it like as a huge fan until probably like, what, season five or six? All right, you're a list keeper. You're one of these fucking list keepers and one of these like posters who posts lists and shit like that you are one of these guys you're like uh you've been doing it forever you're a fucking vulture.com av club nerdist type guy why does it's always sunny in philadelphia in all the 
again, in, in the, the larger realm of all these lists and, and, and considerations and things not exist to them. Why in every list of the top, you know, 20 funniest shows that have come out this century, the top comedies that are on TV right now, it's, it's almost like, and it's not like those people that are writing it don't like It's Always Sunny. Everybody loves right, that they, show. They all love it. They, they all love it. it. But they're, it's like they're almost like, oh, yeah, well, you know, that doesn't count. What is it? Right. The thing about It's Always Sunny that it doesn't count. I don't get it. I agree 100%. I wish I had some insight into it. it. You're absolutely right. They all love it. They'll talk about how great the season was or how great last season was or how sad they'll be if they don't come back for a year or Whatever, but it's never on their list. I do not know why. It's fucking bizarre. Like when the year, I don't remember what year it was, but when people started paying attention to Louis and, you know, it was like, oh, well, this is a comedy and it's absurd. And also it has like some of the episodes are in black and white or it's like got classical music or it shows him cooking a fucking poached egg or something. And everybody's like, wow, how brilliant. And it's like, really? I mean, yeah, it's great. It's great. Louis was a great show that will never come back now. Um, that, But... Uh, it's always sunny is incredible and some of the jokes that it's always sunny has set up have been 10 years in the making they do some setups back in 2006 that they just oh, I drove home in the last season it's incredible it's amazing yeah that's why i really wanted to watch it straight through and right now I'm, i was on uh season the last episode of season three um when it got taken off and is it on know, hulu is it on like i mean is I, it I, I haven't checked hulu yet i gotta check hulu but everywhere else that i found it it's all where you have to like pay per episode you know and that's gonna get expensive <laughs> <laughs> I, my thoughts aren't really connect aren't really collected on this hate um they're just more general uh in in, in disarray really dave have you heard of kialo.com i don't think so no okay Kialo.com is a new website. It's a new sort of social media experiment. Uh, you can tell just by like logging into it and, 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 and checking it out. You can just tell that it's got big time capital behind it. Like there's somebody with millions and millions of dollars is, is financing this fucking thing. So Kialu is an easy to use yet powerful tool to engage in thoughtful discussion, understand different points of view, and help with collaborative decision making. With Kialu, you can take on issues big or small, build consensus on a topic, and explore every aspect of a situation. Kialu helps you be more thorough and thoughtful about the issues that matter most to you and the world around you. Our mission, making the world more thoughtful. So what this website does is it's like a social media um, site that uh, instead of posts or whatever, it's just a bunch of um, little cards that have opinions or statements of, of fact or statements of opinion. And um, you go in and you argue, but you can't argue. You can't be mean. You can't use ad hominem attacks or anything along those lines. You can't like, uh, you know, engage in anything that would be deemed trollful behavior, which sounds great, right? Um, but here's my problem with it. <laughs> it's fucking vapid as hell. Uh, the electric electric vehicles are better than fossil fuel vehicles. The number one thing that's tr tr trending right now. Click on it. Enter the discussion. This is really beautifully built software, and it's very elegantly uh, portrayed in, um, in in the user experience. 
the interface is, is great. Um, but when you read into the content of what the people are saying, it's so stupid. Electric vehicles are better than fossil fuel vehicles. We will eventually run out of fossil fuels, which makes transportation relying on regenerative transportation relying on regenerative regenerative energy sources inevitable. EVs are safer than fossil fuel cars. <laughs> that's yeah. I'm, that's I'm looking at it myself right now. I'm it's I'm wondering so... if they just had a copywriter just just make fake ones. Just I think, and that was the, the other thing I was going to say. That's the other thing I was going to say. Uh, These are so bland, like nothing. They're yeah. not opinions. They're just. See, I wish I would rather almost like table this discussion a little bit and do like a uh, do like a skit on this, just like the Mark Ruffalo thing too. I wanted it to <laughs> you just go back and forth, just doing pros and cons. Hey, it's Mark Mark Ruffalo here. Are electric vehicles better than fossil fuel vehicles? I don't know. You want to go see a movie with me? I think you're special. Ray Romano here. Uh, 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 there's nothing that beats like some good old Detroit steel muscle between your legs. <laughs> uh, well, I do see the value in electric vehicles. Detroit. Nonetheless, I, I I can't help but miss the days when you know you get about ten miles to the gallon in your 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 Buick LeSabre. Hi, Mark Ruffalo here again. <laughs> Want to reply? Respond to what Ray Romano said. He's a racist. <laughs> Doesn't your throat hurt doing that? No, it feels good actually. It feels it feels like it's being massaged. <laughs> Look, my point about Kialo is um this is built obviously in the moment. This is something that's supposed to be counteracting the I mean, like, it's such a worn out trope at this point. I, I hate to even say the word fake news, but like, it's supposed to be a thing that's like uh, appealing to our better natures. Like people, mm. people don't want to be denying the cl- climate change. It just must be that they're not informed. So let's help them arrive at the right solutions. Or at the, well, let's help them a- arrive at the right conclusions. Uh, let's start a site that will basically strip away all the bullshit that is a, you know, a back and forth flame war on Twitter, right? We'll, we'll eliminate that. We'll basically take all the, <laughs> we'll take everything that's interesting about comments and interesting about social media and we'll strip it all out. We'll hire some copywriters to, you know, seed the site with some, you know, pretty bland shit about electrical vehicles. Uh, and um, I'm looking and, at the one on abortion right now. <laughs> God. <laughs> Well, you're you're doing that for both of us because I'm not about to open that shit up. <laughs> like, what if you just put in something that was like under cons? It smells funny, like for abortion. <laughs> well, that's the thing, yeah, because that's the thing. There's nothing like that. There's no assholes on here. It's just which is how bland. you know that yeah, there are no users, <laughs> right? It can't be real. It, it just can't. Adoption is a viable alternative to abortion. That's in the cons for. Abortion. I'm gonna start one. See how <laughs> no, I, I like the idea of this site. I'm like looking at it, and I, I like the idea of it, but yeah, it just it does not seem very real. And I'm wondering if it's just a proof of concept at this point, or are people actually using it? Okay, are you ready? I'm gonna start my new private discussion. This is my first one I've ever started. Okay. Okay. It's titled "A Single Person." will ever have their mind 
changed by Kialo. <laughs> so, bird people out there, if you want to weigh in on this, <laughs> Kialo should create an Android app. <laughs> That's one. That's a good one. Is that when you're starting? Or is that no, one but there? I just I just signed up. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pro. I'm gonna say it's a good idea. Oh wait a minute. Why did pros? There are many people in the world of diminished intellect. People like that might find this site useful. All right, I'm gonna do a con too. No one is ever going to change their mind. Their mind about anything. Ever. In the forthcoming future of mankind. Save. I'm going to try to search for yours. Um, So it's requiring a few pieces of metadata from me. One I'm doing is background. It says, add information about the parameters of this discussion here. Uh, For that section, I'm going to use the original tagline to the room. Can you ever really know anyone? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Discussion tags. Hello. Hello. Me and you. Mark Ruffalo. And then I just comment, fuck you. <laughs> your account has been, your Kialo account has been locked. Please review our terms and, our terms and conditions. <laughs> All right, look, my point is this. Um, what people tried to do with this site is disingenuous. I was about to say something positive about it, but it's disingenuous because this is a this is a site that is born of a current moment in politics, uh, a moment that has gotten here over the course of a long time, uh, that has degraded and degraded and degraded and 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 been as a uh, has been a result of you know widening gaps in in, in what we believe as as people and polarization and all that bullshit. Uh, but the fact is, what this site is trying to do is get the more reasonable among us to forget that at its core, politics is a contest over resources. It is not trying to get the other person to see your point of view. I'm sorry. I know it's like so nice as a liberal liberal person to say that and to be like, oh, but it's about educating and teaching and, you know, bringing them over. And, and it's not. It's about having more numbers. To do the right. thing that's better than the other people. It's about there are people that want to do a thing that's not going to help and not going to work. And you, as the person who is doing the thing that will help and will work, need to get more people on your side. Not change the minds of people who are already dead set against you. Not a single person who's posting on the con on the con side of abortion is <laughs> abortion should be legal not one of those people is going to be somebody that you can sway over into your column and with the energy that you waste trying to sway one of those fucking kialo uh con users into your column you could be engaging 
with a dozen people who are completely disengaged, who have no political opinions, and who should be engaged with the with the political process. You could be engaged, in, you could be starting conversations with people who admittedly know nothing about uh, about politics because there's just no room in their life for it because their their life is a fucking dirge from the morning that the moment that they wake up in the morning and they have to go to their first job catch a bus to get to their second job and then catch a bus and a train and then another bus to get home you can have conversations with 10 of those people with the energy that you waste on fucking kyalo arguing with with people who are avowed trolls and who are not going to uh who, who, who you're never going to change, no matter how, whose mind you're never going to change, no matter how many f- well thought out discussion factoids you fucking approach them with, it's not ever going to happen. Um, and that's the quiet, small, sinister nature of this seemingly benevolent site that is clearly very well funded and probably comes from a good place inside the heart of some fucking founder, some fucking Silicon Valley person, probably. Who thinks that he can fucking uh, disrupt and tech his way to, um, you know, MAGA morons not, you know, feeling the way that they feel about black people. Like, like to ha- to not have, re- he can, he thinks that you can somehow um, decision tree racism away. And that's not the way that racism works. So, um, yeah, that's my hate of the week. And I'm glad I fucking pulled this one out of, out of my ass, literally. <laughs> it's not bad right yeah yeah it was good i did a good job i did a good job you think i did pretty good making fun of those people (laughs) keaton hey keaton it's uh mark ruffalo again (laughs) i heard ray romano was inviting you to the re-release of welcome to mooseport i just wanted to tell you you're not allowed to watch any more adventures movies ever and they give me that power my voice is starting to give out now it's starting to quit <laughs> we'll do more another time <laughs> I thought this podcast was going to be short fucking another long one dude another long. two hour Although fucking I, podcast I think you can have quite a bit to edit out in our uh, love and hate section especially I, I also think like, like a, that, a whole well, lot of the Mark Ruffalo stuff has to go yeah, <laughs> like virtually every word of it <laughs> Everything where like I like endorse bullying kids that has to go. <laughs> um. <laughs> but it was a great episode, I think. Uh, yeah, sure. What do you want to plug? How about me first? I'll plug. Okay, you plug first. May seventh through ninth, the social shake up show, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. I will be presenting a half day on podcasting and how to podcast. If you work in communications. God help you. But if you do, like I do, <laughs> go to that show. Uh, check out social sh- socialshakeupshow.com. I am one of the speakers, one of the featured speakers, if you will. Um, so there's that going on. Uh, still got plenty of time to plan for it, May 7th through 9th. Um, and I'm, I'm speaking, I wish I could go to that. That sounds I'm awesome. Sp- I'm speaking on two days there. I would never allow you to go to that. Um <laughs> <laughs> you would just be sitting there laughing at me in the corner, not learning anything, actively sabotaging the learning of others. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's all I got. Um, again, I'll let Dave 
promote uh, our sh- our upcoming show. Dave, it's only like 30, 32 days away from now. So like we need to hustle all the Birdwood people, all the bird people who live in um, yeah. Las Vegas need to put it on their calendars. Should we do an event bright? Is that a thing? Isn't event event bright? No, probably I'll, made I'll, made by I'll the same people fa- that I'll do. I'll do a Facebook event though. Definitely. Oh shit! Is that better? Yeah, I'll do that. Right. I'm good at that. Okay, so um, we got that. Yeah, so rebar. That, that's that's gonna be really fun. Yeah, at rebar. We're gonna get this thing locked down. Get all the details and like within the next week, I think we're gonna try to like really push that out. Yeah, we also want to plug movies in the buff. Thanks again, TJ, for coming on uh, for that opening skit. That was uh, really fun. A lot of fun. Um, I feel yeah. like I know so much more about Star Wars now. Thank yeah, you, TJ. Absolutely. I, I learned a lot during that. And you guys could all learn a lot by uh, checking out Movies in the Buff. There's a lot of great movie information on that show. And uh, it's a great show. So definitely check it out. Why yeah, actually, I, want, I wanted real quick in my plugging myself and my uh, my new single, Secrets, um, I use this service called Fluence to uh, submit my music to blogs to try to get some coverage on my music whenever I put something new out. And... Um, this one blogger named Lex Maltby from A Side B Side, it's a uh, music blog. Um, he's reviewed some of my stuff in the past, and he wrote this review of Secrets. I just wanted to read it real quick. Um, it's short. Electronic artist David Rosen is back with another instant classic, uh-huh. the instantly memorable Secrets. I was Less so overt- hoping it was going to be negative. <laughs> yeah, I would read that shit. Less overtly EDM influenced than much of his early work, this song features more traditional instrumentation such as piano, keys, and even guitar. This is arguably Rosen striking his most effective balance musically in his career thus far, creating a piece that is compelling for both fans of n- fans and non-fans of the increasingly broad umbrella of EDM. Paired with a titillating and scandalous music video, Rosen has created the perfect pairing as a means to transmit his musical message to the masses. If ever there was an artist worth keeping an eye and an ear on at the end of this prolific year that has been 2017, it is indeed David Rosen. What wow. Do you think about that? I think it's good. I think you earned it. That's pretty nice. Um, right? Hang on. But let's put it to the test. Is David Rosen an artist worth keeping your eye on? Save. We'll let Kialu be the judge. <laughs> I guess I gotta sign into my account right now and stick up for myself <laughs> before something terrible happens. <laughs> Never in our short history. As a, as a, as a, as a uh, what do you call it? As a startup, have we had this much negative reaction to a single one of our posts? Not even the hey. abortion one. Hey, I just typed in Kialo into Google because I forgot the actual site name. And the first result is aspiring rapper Kialo shot dead when prop gun was fired during music video. <laughs> oh, he went out like, he went out like Brandon Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, rest in peace, Kialo. Uh, rest in peace, Brandon Lee. <laughs> yes. Yeah, rest in peace, Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs>